Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of It's All About Who You Know. Today's guest is Coach Dustin Myers. Dustin Myers is the uh, the strength and conditioning coach at the Ohio RTC. Um, so he's trained guys like Colin Moore, Nathan Tomasello, Kyle Snyder, um, Bo Jordan, uh, just about everybody that's come through the Ohio State room in the last 10 years. Uh, Dustin Myers is at a a very big hand and influence on their life. And um, actually my personal friend Joey McKenna uh, is the one that um, helped get us in touch. Uh, and he's trained Joey for you know a few years now. Um, Dustin's an awesome guy. I really enjoyed this podcast. Um, I would encourage you guys. Uh, I will link his eBooks uh, down at the bottom. I would definitely encourage you guys to get them, especially now. Uh, he has a in-home workout ebook that would be amazing. It's a five-week program, um, very little equipment needed, little to no equipment needed for that. Uh, there will be a link in that for that in the description. But uh, also, guys, if you have not yet, if you're listening to the audio version of this, uh, which you are, because I think this intro is only for audio. But uh, make sure you subscribe to this, and um, also go over to my YouTube channel, Christian Robertson, and subscribe to that. Uh, there's also going to be a video of this. Uh, going up at the same time. So if you guys want to see um, the video, uh, you're more than welcome to. It'll be over there. Go subscribe over there. Leave a like and a comment. Also, guys, why don't you go take a look at one of our sponsors, ActoWare. Uh, they're an amazing clothing brand. Um, some of the best fitting clothing I've ever tried in my life. I just bought a shirt from them the other day, and it's definitely my new favorite shirt for sure. It's uh, you know custom fit. Very, uh, very nice material, and you can get them 15% off if you use the code Barbell Robertson, capital B. Uh, I will link that down in the description, guys. But those guys are awesome. Go check them out. Go check them out on Instagram. But uh, yeah, let's let's get into this podcast. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up, Christian? How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Oh, doing good, man. Just uh, made one last trip to Lowe's to get some home repair stuff you know before the before the lockdown so just got back from that gotcha how is uh how is uh oh crap there's like a, crap, reverb, there's like a sorry. reverb sorry sorry oh second. you're right um um one second let me figure this, one out. Let me figure this out yeah you're good uh how is it out there like with in ohio because i know oregon everything's kind of locked down and california's locked down is ohio yeah, so they just um, the governor. I think has been pretty proactive. I mean, he shut down our gym, shut down a week ago, um, and then he, as of today, I think at midnight they're shutting down all what's considered you know non-essential businesses. So everything except for grocery stores and pharmacies and stuff like that will be shut down. So they're issuing like a shelter in place, or they're calling it like a stay at home, but same thing. So gotcha, gotcha. Do you um do you have anybody or know anybody that's been affected or has the, the disease? Um, no, not yet. I mean, no one that we know of. I think that's kind of the the scary thing is that a lot of people are kind of carrying it without without knowing. So yeah, I think it's one of those things. You know, in a couple of weeks we're gonna know a lot more. And I also think 
there's I mean, I don't know how it is out there on the West Coast. I know like Seattle and some other places have been getting hit pretty hard. But here in Ohio, I think there's still a lot of people that are really in disbelief about it. And I think they will be until they know someone that's sick or someone that mm. has been affected, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, it's crazy, man. How's your like just your family dynamic and everything like you guys handling it well? Are you buying into the fear? I mean, what's well, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously there's always a concern, but at the same time, you know, you can't really you can't live your life in fear. Yeah. But I think it also makes sense to, you know, take precautions. But even, you know, three or four days, you know, my wife and I, we have two young children, you know, uh, a first grader and a third grader. And we even made the decision, you know, three or four days before they shut down the schools here. I, I could kind of see where it was going. I said, you know what? They have spring break coming up in a week anyway. Let's just keep our kids home and kind of see what happens. And so we kept them out of school. And then like two or three days later, they ended up shutting down the schools anyway. So um, luckily, though, I, you know, me and my wife get along great. Yeah. Our kids get along great. So we're having fun. Yeah. I, we were just saying today, like I couldn't I couldn't imagine like if I was in like a bad marriage or if I hated my kids, like being stuck at home with them 24 hours a day. Yeah. That you would know, suck. Uh, yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot of people that will be filing for divorce when this is all <laughs> said and done. <laughs> I hope not, man. That would suck. No, I hope not. And, you know, hopefully this uh, this kind of renewed closeness will force people to kind of remember and the things that they once liked about each other and kind of get back to the basics of human interaction. But um, it could backfire in some cases, I'm sure. I, I'm 100% sure there's going to be some people that have to distance themselves. I was uh, right. yesterday, I was like, you know, we had we we been doing church online and all the coffee shops are closed. And, you know, I, you know, I just graduated college. So I like, you know, I'm trying, you know, working on the YouTube stuff. I got a lot more time to edit mm -hmm. and all that. And I'm like, dude, all my coffee shops are closed. Like, I, you can't do anything. You can't go anywhere. It's right. You're just like cooped up. I mean, I, I try to get out as much as possible, go sit outside or something. But just being cooped up, man, it's like. I think I think at the end of this, people are really going to value like human interaction more as opposed to less. Absolutely, and I think um, you know, and it, you know, I, I tweeted something a week or two ago, and I said, you know what, this will all eventually, you know, blow over. I mean, things will change, you know, and there'll probably be some some ramifications. But for the most part, life here in the U.S. will go on as nor you know, somewhat normal or whatever our new normal is. Yeah. And there's many people around the world that are not that lucky. You know, I mean, just imagine if you live in a Afghanistan or Syria or, you know, Iraq, you know, some of these places that have just kind of perpetual, uh, you know, tension and, you know, war and poverty and all these things, you know, so really, I think makes you appreciate the fact that, like you said, on any normal day, you can go work from a coffee shop, you can kind of pretty much move throughout your day without any, any real worries than, you know, whatever the normal worries are. So I think just um, maybe a renewed sense of appreciation not just for interaction but for how well we really do have it here in america yeah man I, what did you think about them just canceling all the events all the ncaa's everything i mean that was how are the um, yeah you know obviously i have a you know a very you know vested interest in oh, seeing it? those things go on yeah. you know i mean i have guys that i've worked with for years you know i mean colin moore you know a great friend of mine who i've you know worked with from the time he step foot on campus all the way up through and, you know, to see him not get his chance as a senior is, you know, pretty heartbreaking. But at the same time, I think it was a necessary step. I mean, I, I would like to see them postponed as opposed to canceled. And, um, you know, and the same thing, even at the state level, you know, our state tournament here in Ohio was canceled. And, you know, I, I work with a lot of, you know, high school athletes, you know, some of them, I, I have one kid that 
as a senior now qualified for the state tournament. He's ranked, you know, top four in the state. And he had never qualified before. And, you know, all four of his brothers and his father were all state placers, you know. So there's and there's a million stories out there like that. So my, my heart's broken for Joey Petrella, you know. But I, I just hope that once things have settled down, that they'll find some way to, like, host these events. And I, I don't know what the solution is, whether you hold the state tournament in the summer and give everyone five pounds or whatever. But, you know, the bracket's already set. We already know who qualified. Yeah. Um, and I know there's been a lot of debate online about whether – you know, the everyone should get, you know, in the NCAA, everyone should get an extra year or whether, you know, whatever. I, I don't really think that's the right move. That's a tough, you know? that's a tough sell because you got to do it. I mean, the guy's coming in. I mean, that's just, that's going to screw exactly. up, that's, screw up that's, the seniors. That totally disrupt, you know, the, the depth chart going forward for all these teams. Yeah. You know, what if you have a kid that was coming in expecting the red shirt and he's behind a junior? Now that junior gets another year of eligibility. Now he's going to red shirt and then essentially lose a year. Um, I think the right move, and I don't know when or where they do it, but I think the right move is just to hold the NCAA tournament at a later date. So, so how do they remedy? Okay, so how do they remedy that if they've used the word cancel? I mean, can they go back and say, "Hey, we, you know," because I mean, and you know, obviously we're wrestlers, but basketball, every spring sport now has been canceled. Um, baseball, like, you know, what do you? Well, how, I, I feel like they should have used the word postpone. Had a date set, you know, let's say June or something. And then if we get to June and it's not looking good, postpone it a little bit more. And then I just feel like cancel was not the right right way to go about well, it. I, I can understand why they did that with spring sports. Because you could see, like, all right, this, the season hasn't even started yet. We see the trajectory of where this is going. So we're just going to have to call this season a wash. And then maybe for all of the spring athletes, I agree, give them all another year of eligibility you know, for baseball, for track and fields, because they haven't even got to really set foot in the competition arena. I think for wrestling, you know, we only had one tournament left. We already know who was there. The brackets were already set. So I think the right move there would have been to postpone. Again, I'm just a weightlifting guy. I, I make no decisions or have any input. But, uh, you know, that that's what I think. I think, you know, just canceling the NCAAs was the wrong move. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I hope th- I hope there's a way to to rectify that, and I hope I really hope the Olympics doesn't get canceled. That would be I don't even know what you would do there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy, but um, again, I mean the fact that you know we're really focused on these sports because you know you're immersed in the wrestling world, I'm immersed mm-hmm. in the wrestling world. It's very important to us, but at the end of the day, you know the health and you know survival of our you know, of our communities and yeah, yeah. You know, the elderly and all these things are, are much more important. So we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah. I think, I think at times like this, you really find out like, you know, what, what's truly important. Like, you know, if you lose wrestling, it, it, that's not the end of your life. You know, that's not the right. end of your existence. You still have, you know, a purpose beyond that. And, and so I think it's a good time for, for guys to, to see that and realize that. And, and that, and that's a, a good opportunity, I think too, but within and within that absolutely i'll tell you we um the day we you know when the governor came out with the mandate to close gyms and i think it was gyms and tattoo parlors or gyms that he kind of grouped us into like an early thing and uh so we announced you know, to our members that we we're going to be shutting the doors and i you know was approached by one member and said you know i've talked to so-and-so and they said there's no way for them to enforce this and my cousin in pittsburgh you know said the gym's there staying open and the cops aren't doing anything about it and i looked at it, i said well that's great, but that's really irresponsible, you know? Like, 
if me closing my gym is going to help, you know, someone's grandmother in the community not, you know, potentially not catch this virus yeah. and not die from pneumonia, then closing my gym is 100% worth it. So yeah. I think people really just need to focus on the big picture here and, you know, we'll be, we'll be better off when we get to the other side of it. So is that now, is that your full-time job now is running that gym? Um, I mean, I guess technically yes, but I, I don't spend all day at the gym, you know, so I kind of have a lot of different things that are all connected to working out, you know, so I have the physical location, the old school gym. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've been in business since 2003, uh, myself and Corey G, my, you know, best friend from high school, we own that together. Okay. I'm a strength coach at the Ohio Regional Training Center at Ohio State, which might be where you know me from, you know, as far as, you know, working with, you know, the wrestlers down there and the wrestling, um, the wrestling program at Ohio State. Um, then we also own myself, Corey G, and a few other guys. We own a supplement company called Max Sepper Muscle. I'm kind of in charge of doing, you know, content creation for that. Um, and then I have, you know, ebooks and online programs, online stuff that I sell. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of content for Flow Wrestling and some of the other websites, stuff like that. So everything's, you know, kind of connected to the gym. That's like the home base. But I think when people think of a gym owner, you know, they think of what I used to do you know, 10, 15 years ago, which was, I was in the gym from sun up to sundown and had mm -hmm. to run every aspect of it. Now, you know, up, up until the shutdown, you know, I was in there for a few hours every day, you know, maybe working with some athletes and overseeing some things, but wasn't quite the gym owner grind that I was on before, you know, the big social media boom. So. Gotcha. Has this been a good opportunity for you just with like social media and stuff, like being able to create content and provide that? And obviously your skill set is pretty suited for this kind of thing. You're talking about social media in general or the kind of the, the shutdown right now or whatever? Um, like has the shutdown helped you with that that part of the business? Um, I wouldn't say that it's, you know, I wouldn't say that it's helped me, but I would say it's kind of forced me to, you know, become more creative and try to say like, okay, how can I create some value for, you know, athletes that are at home that don't have the normal guidance of their coaches, they don't have the normal facilities that they have access to. I mean, I actually just released a, you know, five-week at home strength program for wrestlers where they don't need any equipment mm. and they can kind of, you know, and I had to get creative and think, okay, how can we still, you know, develop our grip and, you know, our posterior chain and, you know, do these things besides just sitting in your room and doing push ups every day, which anyone can think of that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's forced me to be creative. Um, it definitely hasn't helped my business per se because, like I said, my gym's closed. Yeah. You know, people are not buying supplements like they were and, you know, things like that. So, no, um, for anybody that's listening, what's that, uh, what's that program called and how can people find it? Yeah. So it's called strength conditioning for wrestling, which has been my whole, my whole series is called that. And I have, you know, in season, off season, preseason youth, all that stuff. But this is when it's called simply the home workout edition. And you can get that on oldschoolgym.com or, you know, you link to either my Facebook or my Instagram page. My Instagram page is at coach Myers underscore gut check. And they'll be able to find it anywhere if you're there. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah, because uh, I mean that will be that would be value for people. Just I mean it doesn't have to just be wrestlers, right? A lot of people can find, especially right now. Yeah, absolutely. Any anyone that wants to do a structured workout plan at home, it's going to be perfect for. Absolutely. Gotcha. So how did you? So how did you get in? Like what? Uh, like how did you get into strength training, and what made you want to uh, be a coach and? First of all, I'm having a hard time calling you Dustin. I feel like you're Coach Myers. Like that's yeah, just... yeah, no, no, Co just go with Coach Myers. I mean, even the kids at the gym just call me Coach. So all right, <laughs> we've never met, but I'll call you Coach Myers. Yeah, that's that's fine, man. Whatever, whatever feels more natural to you. <laughs> um, no, so I mean, that, that was kind 
kind of a you know multi-tiered question you asked there, but um, you know, as far as just my backgrounds and you know strength training, you know, when I got you know I'm I'm 40, almost 41 years old. You know, I was you know when I grew up, you know, as a kid, like in the early 80s, my dad um, had you know the house I grew up in out in the country. We had an old detached garage, and he had a bunch of weights in there, and he had you know the squat rack. He you know buddy of his had made it in the steel mill where he worked. You know, welded it together with some scrap metal and. And basically everything in it, except for a few of the dumbbells, were homemade. Even some of the plates were actually homemade from like, you know, rolls of steel that they had at the mill. Oh wow! And uh, he had coached, you know, he coached football at the time. And you know, back then, as the '80s, you know, these small rural schools, then they'd never even heard of a strength coach. No one even knew what that was. Yeah, yeah. But he would, you know, for his athletes in the in the summertime, they would come down and work out at our house. So when it, you know, some of my earliest memories of being, you know, four, five, six years old. I was running around, you know, out there in the garage while these high school kids were out there lifting weights. And my dad was essentially their trainer, even though we didn't really call it that. He was just helping them, you know, lift weights. Mm-hmm. He had a pumping iron book from Arnold and stuff like that. So that's really what I grew up around. There was just kind of a culture of, you know, he went to the mill, he came home, he worked out in the garage. It didn't matter whether it was summertime or whether it was, you know, 10 below in the middle of February. That's just what he did. And I started, you know, lifting weights with him when I was 12 years old. And then uh, that just kind of, you know, it was really my first love, you know, sports-wise. I got into wrestling once I got into high school, but I was kind of a weightlifter first. Um, and then, you know, not to kind of jump around, but then once I got into college, you know, one of my best friends from high school, we'd grown up, you know, working out together, Corey Gregory. He started his own training studio. When I was still at Ohio State, I graduated in 02, started working for him. And then a year later, we ended up buying an older gym that went out of business. And, excuse me, that became the first old school gym. Okay. And we opened that in 2003. So just been kind of in the gym business ever since. Gotcha. Now, where'd you wrestle? Uh, where'd you wrestle at college at? So I didn't wrestle in college. I wrestled in high school, and that was okay. it. Okay. And yeah, then... yeah. So I went to went to. I get that question a lot, actually. Okay. So we'll know that I went to Ohio State, but I never wrestled at Ohio State. Did some kind of you know wrestling and scrapping in the bars back in the early you know 2000s, late 90s, but that probably wouldn't count for much. But um, everybody's done that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. We had our uh, we had our MMA or the owner of American Top Team come out the other day and uh, speak to our team. But this is like the guy you know I'm gonna do MMA. So he's like my gym owner, and he's like, yeah, man, wrestlers been going to bars and beating up football players since the dawn of time. Like it's just <laughs> one of those things. I was like, why are we known for that? It's horrible. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Back like you know, and I wasn't a great I wasn't a great wrestler. I started wrestling you know kind of late in high school, and I was basically just. I mean, I was already a weightlifter, so I was kind of a meathead, you know, I was just a strength guy, you know, body locks and knee picks and, you know, stuff like that. But I can remember being in college and at the time, you know, MMA hadn't really taken off yet. There was kind of the early days watching the gray stuff. Um, but it, at that time, even if you were an average wrestler like myself, you had a huge advantage over the typical guy that, you, that would try to start a fight with you at a bar. Well, now everyone thinks they know a little bit of jujitsu. Everyone's taking Muay Thai classes online and stuff. I think that you know, maybe the playing field is evened out a little bit. I don't know. So either way, I'm too old to be getting in bar fights. So that's kind of the furthest thing from my, uh, you know, kind of from my uh, <laughs> whatever there. Yeah, no, no. Well, that's good. That's that's commendable. Um, okay, so you went, so you wrestled in high school. So how did, now is your role still the same at Ohio State? You've been the RTC strength coach. They work out with you. Or has that changed? Did you used to be their official strength coach? Or how is that yeah, so it's kind of evolved over the years. So I'll kind of tell you how I first got involved with Ohio yeah. State. I'll kind of go through that. So 
um, you know, having a wrestling background, then once I opened my gym and, you know, I did a lot of personal training early on. I was essentially a full-time personal trainer. But I started training maybe some high school wrestlers, you know, just kind of locally. This would have been like in maybe the, you know, 2006, 2008, 2010, like around that time. Yeah. And um, I think just even though I'd only wrestled in high school, I think just having the background in wrestling kind of helped me understand the strength demands of it a little bit more than, you know, your typical, you know, personal trainer somewhere that had never, you know, stepped foot on the mat. So, sure. um I think it was maybe 2010, I ended up meeting uh, Tommy Rollins, you know, through a mutual business contact. And at that time, you know, even though I hadn't wrestled at my time at Ohio State, I was still a huge wrestling fan. So I remember going to the duels and watching Tommy Rollins. And, you know, he was like a larger than life figure in the in the wrestling world here in Ohio, you yeah. know. And so when I finally met him, you know, at the time he was working, uh, you know, he'd, he would, in 2008, he'd been an Olympic trials runner up. And then he kind of retired after that. You know, he lost to Mako in the trials. And he kind of went into the business world. And I met him in 2010. And he said, you know what, man? He said, I'm thinking about making a comeback and trying to make the team in 2012. He's like, but I've been on the couch for two years. And the way he described, you know, he was one of those guys that he, you know, strength training and stuff, he did it because he had to, but it was, it was never really his thing. So he didn't really understand it maybe the same way someone would that like that was really into it like a Nathan Tomasello or a Bo yeah. Jordan someone like that 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 loves to lift weights and I remember thinking like oh my god this is like a golden opportunity and I just said hey man let me let me help you you know and he was like all right so he he lived in Hilliard at the time it's about you know 45 minutes from my gym and he started training with me you know three days a week he would drive out from Hilliard to my gym Batasqua and I just kind of helped him pro bono and I you know, really didn't know where it was going to go other than I looked at it as like, man, this is my first opportunity to really work with an elite athlete, someone that I had already kind of like idolized in a way in that space. Mm -hmm. And so we worked really hard. He kind of, you know, made his comeback, had some good international success and then, you know, went through the whole trials process. And even he dropped, we dropped him down to 97 kilos. He ended up losing again in the Olympic trial finals, this time to Jake Varner, who then went on to win Olympic gold in 2012. So one of those things, you know, very, very close. But um, when, it, when it was all said and done, I mean, he reached out to me, you know, after that summer and he said, hey, man, he said, you know, I really appreciate everything you did to help me. I think, you know, I couldn't have been more prepared. You know, you were a huge help. And we have some guys down here at the regional training center that could use your, use your help. Would you be interested in volunteering? I said, yeah, absolutely. So I went down and I met, you know, Coach Lou Roselli. And at the time it was Reese Humphrey, Angel Escobedo, Keith Gavin, it was kind of a small group of them right then. And um, yeah, I went down and started you know, volunteering and working with those guys down there. And I think the way I kind of caught Coach Ryan's eye was I looked at it as not just an opportunity for me to to work with these athletes. I was like, you know what? Like these guys are some of the strongest, you know, pound for pound, most fit, badass guys on the planet. Mm -hmm. I actually want to work out with them. Yeah. You know, so I would actually train side by side with them and you know, it was it was almost like it's kind of a joke. You know, me and Reese, we came really close over the years. We said those early days, it was really just like a contest to see like who was going to break first. You know, who was going to almost die on the treadmill or whatever circle we were doing or whatever. Yeah. So, um, that was in 2012. I started working with the RTC and then kind of took over the role as the coach for the the uh, the senior level athletes. And then I think after about maybe a year and a half there, uh, Tom Ryan kind of changed my role where he started kind of using my role as the RTC coach to train the entire team. And I worked with the entire team from maybe 2000, 2013 or 2014 
uh, to, through 2018. So I kind of served as the de facto Ohio State uh, strength coach, which is through the, the regional training center. And then after the 2018 season, they created a full-time position for that, which I was not really interested in because then I would need to be there full-time rather than mm. just in the mornings. You know, I'd have to kind of give up my gym business, my supplement business, and all these other things. Um, so at that time, I stepped away. Now I just work exclusively with the senior-level athletes again. Awesome. That's a cool story, man. Thanks, so man. <laughs> are you, so are you responsible for, for Highlight Humphrey then? Did you teach him everything he knows? So – I wish I could say that I, you know, taught him all those crazy backflips and, you know, helped build that athleticism. But he is truly, you know, an absolute freak of nature, one of the most athletically gifted individuals I've ever met in my life. I'm going to say, though, that I had I definitely helped him strength wise. He wasn't really a big, you know, a big weightlifter before mm -hmm. I met him. Um, you know, so definitely was able to help him there. You know, sometimes he had to move up. We moved back down. He kind of balanced between 60. Well, I think it was, yeah, I think it was 60 and 65 at the time. Then it was 60 and 61 or whatever. But um yeah so we, we had a lot of fun training over the days me and reese are still really tight and he's doing great things in the coaching world now dude he's killing it man that njrtc is it, it's amazing i mean it's awesome what he's doing um that's why i want to ask uh but you are a pretty creative guy as far as like your training methods and stuff is it like guys like reese like that kind of help incorporate that or is that really your own thing or i mean because like some of the stuff that flows put out about you and then just youtube and everything i saw um you did a video for muscle and strength like there's a lot of workouts that are very unconventional that seem to be be more new like new school stuff um i I, mean, I think part of it is just because i've been doing this for so long you know yeah. like i said i started lifting weights when i was you know, 12 years old and I've never really stopped. And then just even on a professional level, you know, I opened, you know, my gym in 2003, you know, I've been training clients and athletes ever since then. So it's just like anything, you know, you, if you have a wrestling coach that's been coaching wrestling for 20 years, they're probably going to know their shit by that time. Right. So kind of the same thing. And where, you know, just over the years I've been forced to get creative, but I think it's one of those things where you have to, you know, I think, let me, let me try to back up. I, I guess, when you look at social media, there's so much out there, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much to pick from fitness-wise. And I think it can be hard for certain people to decipher, like, well, is this something that just looks cool or is it actually helpful? And I think in my case, I try to put out things that aren't just going to be, you know, look cool in a video, but they're actually rooted in science or rooted in my experience working with athletes. And so I think there can be a misconception when people hear, you know, that something sports-specific they think, well, for for it to be sports specific wrestling, they have to be, you know, you have to do the movement while you're bent over in a wrestling stance. Mm. You know, you have to train in a general state. You know, we have to build strength and power in a general standpoint, and then adapt it to make it specific instead of the other way around. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Now, did you study um, kinesiology or anything in college, or is this all mostly experience based? Uh, so my. My original degree, my bachelor degree from OSU is in English. I was originally going to be an English teacher, so <laughs> which is kind of crazy now because after all these years, I'm actually using my degree to write, you know, ebooks and I write yeah. flow, muscle and strength, and all that stuff. But no, so I never studied kinesiology at the college level. Um, I actually did go back. You know, I had a regular, like just a kind of run of the mill personal training certification for years. But I just recently, maybe three or four years ago, went back and got my uh, CSCS, which okay. is kind of the highest, uh, certification you can get as a strength coach. And you have to have a bachelor degree to study for it and, and get it. So gotcha. Does that expire at all? Or is it, 
is it a full? Uh, you just have to keep doing continuing education every so many years. Okay. Which I think mine's coming. Mine's coming up in December, so I have to you know get get some cre- accredited hours and whatever before then. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, the big reason I want to do this podcast was because one, I find you as a, I think you're a really interesting guy, but um, I also I feel like you are somebody that can add a lot of value to a lot of listeners, like you know people listening at home, you know wondering like okay, well, how do I stay in shape or how do I get in even possibly even better shape during this time? And I just was wondering, like, what is your approach um, like on a more like systematic uh, type? Like what, how should people be training in this time? What can people be doing? Like what exercises are you doing or having like, you know, is there like a pamphlet that you're sending like the guys like, hey, this is what you need to be doing to stay in shape. Uh, This is what you can be doing to make gains like, you know, all this stuff. Well, I think, um, you know, kind of from the, the big bird's eye view, I think it's really important for anyone that's listening to, to remember when you get thrown out of your normal routine, the easy thing to do, and maybe, you know, most people instinctively are just going to kind of shut it down. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, to practice, this sucks. I'm going to just sit on my phone all day or, you know, it creates a certain you know sense of negativity. It's, it's natural. I even felt that way at first. You know, the, the day I closed my gym, I came home and was just kind of like moped around all day, you know? So, but I think we have to look at situations like this as opportunities, right? We have to say, okay, we're going to make do with what we got, maybe change our focus. Like, all right, let's say that you're someone who's always been very strong. Now you don't have access to weights. You're at home. Now's the time to work on your flexibility, your mobility. We're going to work on injury prevention. There's so many different there. The great thing about training, about strength training in general, and just you know fitness, is that you can never master it. You can never be the finished product. There is no finished product. Mm. So you got to look at like, okay, what can I do with what I have? And you know, maybe you've never been a runner. Now's the time to take up running. We're allowed to go outside and get fresh air. Start running every day. You know, um, but no, I, I did put together an ebook, you know, specifically for you know home workouts. I you know obviously branded it for wrestlers, but anyone could do it. And in it, I said I had to look at like, okay, we normally do, you know, split squats, you know, on our foot on the bench. I'm gonna do it with my foot on the step. You know, I'm gonna use chairs to do glute bridges and, uh, you know, put a um, like a broomstick across the chair so I can do like body weight rows and different things like that. So you got to get creative. And hey, if you're stuck at home all day, then work out three times a day. You know, maybe do. Do your body weight stuff in the morning, do your injury, you know, prehab bait stuff in the afternoon, and then in the evening before the sun goes down, go for a jog, you know? Gotcha. Uh, hey, when we're done with this, can you send me a link to your ebook? I'll put it in the yeah. description for the podcast and the channel. So Absolutely. I'll, I'll send you a copy of it too, so that way you get some ideas to use. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah. Is that the one with uh, Tomasello on the cover? That is my uh, off-season edition. Okay. Yeah, so that's my that one's geared for to use. Obviously, you need a weight room to do that, but anyone who does have access to weights at home, the off-season ebook covers from it would cover basically from March to October of the off-season. It has all the different, you know, I think it's six or seven different phase program to really, you know, pack on muscle, get stronger, and get ready for the season. Gotcha. Um, okay, man. Well, one last question. I just wanted to ask because I w- I was curious myself. When did you like get your big break? Uh, as far as like, did you blow up overnight with social media, or was it more of a gradual thing? Because um, I remember like seeing one video of you and was like, "Oh, this guy's awesome," but I don't remember anything. <laughs> no offense, but I don't remember anything before that. I don't know. No, I pr- I appreciate that. Um, 
I honestly, I mean, kind of going back to Reese, I think Reese and I, when we first started working out together in 2012, that was kind of right when Instagram came out. And I think, you know, up to that point, I had, you know, Facebook and a Twitter and stuff like that. But um, Instagram kind of became, at that time, it was only 15 second videos. Or no, it was actually only pictures at first, I think. And then, Sounds but right. that kind of became the perfect vehicle for us to kind of showcase the stuff that he and I were doing down at uh, the regional training center. And so it kind of became a thing where we would finish the workout, be like, all right, what can the, let's try to think of some crazy core trick we can do or whatever. And that was when both of us, our Instagram pages started taking off because we were, you know, putting out stuff that was challenging. You know, wrestlers always like to be challenged and try something new. And then also too, I started like posting the workouts we were doing, you know, so I was kind of teaching other coaches and things like that. And I would say that was the beginning of it. And then, um, you know, this could be something that your listeners could take away from, you know, not just fitness related, not just coaching related, but anytime you're in business, if you really just focus on bringing value to people and, bring, mm. and helping people, then your business is going to take off. And so that was something I really did, you know, from the beginning, whether we're talking about how I helped Tommy or helped Reese and those guys, or even the content I put out was, you know, I'm not just going to post a video every day of, you know, my butt while I'm doing squats or pictures of me flexing. Yeah. I mean, you maybe got to sprinkle that stuff in every once in a while, but for the most part, I'm trying to to bring value to people. I'm trying to mm. help people. Yeah. And I don't know what your business is. It doesn't have to be fitness. If you focus on helping people, and if that is really your you know kind of foremost um, priority, then you're going to do well, and you're going to you're going to be successful, and you're going to make money. And that's just really how the world works. So I think um, you know Reese and I doing crazy core tricks back in the day. That was kind of the beginning of it. But again, we were focusing on you know bringing some value to people. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, hey, Dustin, I really appreciate you being on here. Um, I appreciate everything you do, man. Keep keep popping out the content. It's awesome, uh, especially you know during all this stuff where you have a little bit more time to do it. But, um, dude, take care of the family. Have a great time. Enjoy everything, man. I appreciate you. Thanks, brother. Be safe out there. See you, buddy. Bye. Yep. All righty, guys. That was Coach Myers' gut check. Dustin Myers, RTC strength coach for Ohio State. Uh, Dustin, just want to say, man, thank you so much for being on here. Guys, I hope you got a lot of value out of that. Uh, I hope that you can, um, you know, hear some of the things he said and, and implement them. You know, this is strange times. If you're listening to this, uh, you know, at the time, we're, you know, right in the middle of the lockdown. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to get out of shape. That doesn't mean that you can't do stuff. That doesn't mean that you can't be productive and make gains and better yourself so just be innovative uh continue to be moving forward find something that you know maybe you've never had a lot of time to do and now you have a lot more time maybe you know you don't have a lot of time to read um you know go start you know open a book and start reading it maybe you don't have a lot of time to read your bible read your bible uh maybe you you don't find a lot of time to pray start praying you know maybe you you've got to dedicate some more time to your family and uh your your spouse or whatever it is um you know, go do that and, and really enjoy this time. You know, the world's going to be all right, I think. But, um, you know, let's uh, let's try to enjoy this time we have. Let's try to take advantage of these moments like Dustin was saying. Um, you know, if you're a strength guy and, you know, you can't go to the gym right now, hey, maybe take up running, get in a little bit better shape. Uh, maybe you're not great at bodyweight stuff. Start doing some bodyweight stuff. Maybe you're not flexible. Start, you know, stretching. I'm doing a fast right now. Uh, it is Monday. I started my fast last night, but, um, you know, so I can't be working out a lot, but I can be flex or getting flexible. I can be stretching. So just stuff like that, you know, I'm leaning out with this diet and 
um, you know, so maybe that inspires you. But uh, guys, I appreciate you listening. I uh, appreciate everything you do. If you guys haven't yet, go check out Dustin uh, Coach Myers Gut Check on Instagram. Also, if you have not, go over to ActAware and get yourself some new clothing. They are not closed. They will be shipping 15% off if you use the code Barbell Robertson, capital B. Guys, I'm not kidding when I say this. I bought a shirt the other day. It is my favorite shirt I have. I'm going to buy some more stuff because I get 40% off right now with my own personal code. But you guys can get 15% off that. So I would, uh, I would definitely highly recommend that you go. There will be a link down in the description that you can use. Thank you guys so much for being here, but I think we're done here. <laughs>